What is going on? Welcome back to another episode, the second episode of what happened this week, formerly the back row fantasy show, but fantasy football is no longer a massive part of my life. The pandemic killed off the podcast and it's just time to go solo with what happened this week. So if you don't know, uh, if you didn't listen to the last episode, which was not in video form, it was only in audio form, but I do like to talk a lot of politics, not because I consider myself to be highly political, but because of the spectacle and the shit show and the clear sign that we have dove full on into idiocracy, that Luke Wilson movie from like the late nineties, early two thousands. Can't remember which, but basically we're fucked. So I do talk a lot about political stuff. So turn this off and run now. If you don't want to hear that. Uh, also, if you are a, uh, MAGA conservative, go ahead and turn this off and get out of here or else you'll just be mad at me because I'm not one of you because my brain is still dirty. It has not been washed. So all my channels, I'm dirty minded. I'm not brainwashed. Get it. Got it. Good. Okay. Let's go. So I'm behind a little bit. Uh, I was going to do an episode at the end of the week last week, but Christmas and all that jazz kind of messed everything up. So this is going to be a two week in one episode of what happened this week and not a lot of what happened this week in particular. It's more the week before, but I still have some snippets from this week as well. Starting off with news that just broke a little bit ago, Trump, Trump one, he smells. He smells bad. Apparently it's fucking funny. That's, that is the greatest example of where we have came, come to arose, gotten to pulled up in the smart car. This is where we have gotten to as a society. We talk about the former president smelling. I hate to even call him the former president, but we talk about him smelling Adam Kinzinger, I think said, Nobody talks about the smell. Like, why are you talking about the smell? Like I completely despise Trump as much as the next sane human being. But if I'm a politician, I'm not talking about Trump's smell, you know, like maybe we talk about it behind closed doors. Like motherfucker needs to take a bath. He smells like poo poo and McDonald's fries. Like this is terrible, but that's not something I'm going to tweet. It was a little juvenile of him to tweet that. That's where our politics are. It's so juvenile. Both sides are tweeting just the dumbest shit that is just going to be bait for people to run and throw against the wall on every platform they can. Social media is truly the devil, but apparently Trump smells really bad. And apparently on the apprentice, they called it the shit show because he always smelled like shit. Not surprising. I think he's disgusting and he's human feces and now it's proven, but that's not really something mature enough to tweet. Yeah. I'm going to talk about it on my show, but I'm a dumbass. I'm a juvenile delinquent that's middle-aged anyways. So Trump smells Okay, just in time for Christmas. Trump smells pencilated egg, Batmobile broke a wheel, whatever. Joker got away. He smells. Trump is now back on the Colorado ballot for president, to which Republicans are just dancing in the streets. We got Trump back on the ballot, motherfuckers. As soon as the Republicans appealed that decision, 
by the the Soprano, the Colorado Supreme Court, which could be considered the Sopranos to the conservatives. As soon as they appealed that, he's temporarily back on the ballot. That's how this shit works. You didn't win anything. Like Lauren Boebert, your job is a lawmaker. You were elected to fight for the people and to do stuff, but instead you don't even know that he is temporarily on the ballot because of the appeal that you all knew was coming, that we all knew was coming. We knew that Trump was going to be temporarily on the ballot and then the U.S. Supreme Court could either reject him being off the ballot or put him back on the ballot. They make the final decision, but before that's heard, he's back on there by default. This is a formality. It is what it is. I expect him to be back on there anyways. I don't expect them to hold this up. Then the MAGA crazies can go dance in the streets and say, RFK Jr. going to be vice president. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Trump's back. He don't smell. He smells good because we love him. We're washed brained. Fuck. Come on. Seriously. But you know what's great to me? Cause I think Trump is a deplorable human bag of feces. What's great is as soon as that happened, it wasn't like an hour and a half later that Maine said that Trump is off the ballot. Listen, I take a lot of joy in anything that happens to get Trump out of the spotlight, out of the future in the white house. And that's not to say that I'm some kind of super liberal. I'm not, I'm a progressive, but I hate the word liberal because it, just even progressive and liberal, it goes right into Democrat Joe Biden lover. Listen, I don't hate Joe Biden. I want another choice besides Joe Biden. I don't think it's right that he's the choice. And I do think that the government as a whole is a machine. And I do think that they all just keep each other in power. If they really wanted real change, we would not have Joe Biden as the nominee. And I'm not even saying that Joe Biden did a terrible job. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying like we need a new group of leadership and it needs to be educated, decent people that are young enough to run to for, you know, two consecutive terms. I, I, we don't know that Biden's going to be around and let's face it. Biden has just as much hate as Trump. So we've got two polarizing figures in Trump and Biden. They're hated almost equally. Not really, because Biden got a shit ton more votes. Unless you say it was stolen. Listen, people were motivated to come out and vote. That's why he had record voting numbers. People were motivated. This is desperate times. I expect even more people to vote in 2024. Legit. More than what voted in 2020. But I don't want Biden either, folks. And in fact, I would go with a moderate Republican if there was one on the ballot. Honestly, like I I think the only way to bring this country together is for Republicans to kind of get their way. Not the MAGA Republicans, the actual the Liz Cheney Republicans, the Republicans that are like still kind of old school, the ones that don't want Trump in there, whether it's on record or not, like we, you know bring us just a normal dude or a normal dudette that can bring just everyone together in back into the middle, no extreme left, no extreme, right. We need to go back into the middle. That's my opinion. But as soon as Bober and those folks start rejoicing that he's back on the ballot, like dude, 
and and a lot I'll give I'll give credit where credit is due. I can't remember that it Benny Johnson, I think, he posted on Twitter that Trump was back on the ballot, but he actually said unless the Supreme Court decides to uphold blah 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 blah. Thank you for doing that. Uh I honestly I don't agree with anything that guy says for the most part, but he is at least thorough with some of his tweets. Now, not all the time, but sometimes. Listen, the left does the same thing. It's all headline grabbing, leave out some shit stuff. It's what happens. But Maine boots him off. It just blows my mind when people like Bober are talking about like, he's back on the ballot. We won. Won what? It was a, that's, we all knew that was going to happen. What did you win? The only thing I've seen you win is, is a fucking meat gazing prize at the fucking Beetlejuice concert or whatever the hell that was. You don't win whenever there's a formality that happens. What the fuck ever. Anyways. And before all this happened on Christmas, Trump tweeted something with a rot in hell ending like, holy fuck. So Christian folks, do you realize that your guy that you're basically putting above Jesus at this point is telling his opponents to rot in hell? I get it that guys in big trucks that wear camo hats and fucking have truck balls hanging from their damn hitch. I get that they're excited about a guy who says what he wants and he just tells it as it is. I get that they're excited that they've got toxic masculinity on their side. I understand them. What I don't understand is the rest of the folks that like seemingly have at least half a brain that love when he talks about being a dictator that love when he talks about revenge on his opponent, that love when he puts a word cloud up on true social that says dictator and dictatorship, he's fucking telling you what he's going to do. And I get that you hate Joe Biden so damn much that you're like, I'll take dictator Trump for four years. You don't really understand what that means. At least in my opinion. So worst case scenario, we all have families. Now, a lot of them are torn apart by this whole left-right bullshit, which is why I wish there was just a moderate that could bring us all together. But think about a dystopian future of a dictator who not only takes out his political opponents, but takes out his political voting opponents. Don't think it couldn't happen. You don't think there could be a genocide on liberals? Like, it's far-fetched. I get that, but it's not out of the question if we let somebody that hateful get in and do whatever the fuck he wants. And at some point, you're going to have a loved one or a family member that comes under fire from this guy. Theoretically, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying I wouldn't put it past him. And I just don't think people understand what they're asking for. In giving a man who's power hungry and angry that power. I get that you don't want Joe Biden. I don't either. I would like to see some change that's long-term change, not a four-year Band-Aid slapped on there just to keep Trump out. I would love to see a new regime of change. And there are some people that are qualified in there, but not many. It's scary to be honest. So a quarter of Trump voters say that he should be out if convicted, but yet he still has strong support. That's a confusing thing. Also 
in the past week and a half, Michigan fake electors uh, urged in audio tapes by Trump and Rona McDaniel to not certify the election. We just keep getting more evidence. But what's crazy to me, again, is that anyone that considers themselves murder, they don't want to hear any of this. So they don't hear it. They don't read it. You see a lot of them getting caught off guard by reporters in the field saying, this happened. Did you know about it? And they're like, Trump 2024. They don't even fucking care. They don't even fucking care. Like they think that educating yourself is going on 4chan and reading about who's coming back to life to run with him next week. That's what they think educating themselves is folks. Like there is still factual data in the media. I'm not saying that a lot of it is, but it does happen. And if you go to the right places, you'll find some actual logical facts, not this crazy bullshit that everybody's the internet has fucked us up folks completely fucked us up. Now I do think some people are coming around. I've, I've talked about it before, but there's one guy in particular in my hometown whose Trump sign was up until like the last few months. And he finally took it down. And when those people, and it was in good shape when those people take that shit down, there's finally been something done that has ran them off and turned them away completely. So I do think that slowly, but surely, and we've got another year here for people to bail on the Trump train. People aren't going to jump on the Trump train. That doesn't really happen. He's got his loyals and there are a fucking lot of them, but you're going to have more jump off than jump on. So we've got a year for more people to jump off. There's not going to be more jumping on because the facts are the facts. America's doing better than just about any country in the world post COVID. That doesn't mean it's great. I see the same shit you guys do. I go to the grocery store and I'm like, why the fuck is a four pack of hot pockets? Eight bucks. This is stupid, but you can't blame that on a man, one man, one person. You think he jacked up all those prices within a year of getting into office. You don't think that has anything to do with the absolute crazy spending that happened before him or the absolute crazy spending that happened before that one and before that one and before that one. Listen, we haven't had a fiscally responsible president in quite some time. And inflation is just always ever slightly going up. It's, it's not like it fucking stops. It doesn't just go down. A big Mac's not going to be 38 cents in a couple of years. It's just not going to happen. So we just blame it on the most powerful. We just blame it on the most powerful man. You go to any other country in the world and prices are fucking crazy there too. And that's just something we want to ignore because we're Americans. We're the only ones live on this planet. We're the only people. We're God's chosen ones. We're Americans. Fuck all that. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Look around you. This is a world issue. This is not a United States issue. It's a world issue getting off track, getting mad, getting angry. Nikki Haley is gaining ground on Trump. And I think that tells you all you need to know about jumping off the Trump train or jumping on. Like people are slowly getting fucking sick of this guy. It just is what it is. That's what's happening. You don't see it in polls because polls are almost always shit a year out from the election. But slowly but surely, people are saying, I'm not down with this guy anymore. That's just what's happening. Nikki Haley gaining ground. Again, I don't hate that because I don't hate Nikki Haley. 
I don't think she'd make a good president. But again, if she's the main one on the ballot, I'm not going to feel terribly threatened if she wins. I'm going to feel like I'm going to do the same thing I tried to do in 2016, and I really didn't do it, I will admit. But if Nikki Haley was elected president, I would say I'll give her a chance. I'm going to give her a chance and see how this goes. We already know what Trump is, most of us, sane ones. We know what he is. I can't give him a chance. But even in 2016, I was like, I can admit that maybe I'm wrong. And I didn't love that vote either. Did not love voting for Hillary. That sucked. I didn't like it sucked real bad and and it, it there's just something off there you know what i mean like something fake about her in my opinion just like the rock just something fake there but i i, I was able to say i can admit if i'm wrong if trump does a good job and i hope he does because we need him to in my opinion he did a fucking piss poor job but it is what it is let's move on uh this is funny. This was from like two weeks ago, but I found it funny. You know how when you watch football stuff and you get the uh, the fun headline like, oh, this team makes a massive signing, blah, 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 blah. So that happened with the Ravens a couple weeks ago because they lost another running back to injury. And it's like Ravens signed Pro Bowl running back, do, 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 do. And I pull it up and it's Melvin fucking Gordon. I was like, this dude's not going to see the field. Why do they try to hype this shit up? I don't know. But like if Nate Peterman got signed by the San Francisco 49ers tomorrow, 49ers may be replacing Brock Purdy details in the article below. Oh, it's Nate Peterman. It's not fucking happening. That's basically what this is saying. Oh my God. Back to politics for just a second. Roseanne Barr is fucking crazy. So if you're a MAGA person, you probably aren't watching this anymore. And, and God, you should not because I'm just going to rip them to shreds. Roseanne Barr is a fucking nut job. And if you see her standing on stage at Turning Point America, which is where all the nut jobs go to get nutted on by Donald, you're going to see a woman that has lost her fucking mind. And even the crowd doesn't really respond to much that she says. At what point are you going to have the self-reflection to be like, Ooh, I am officially aligned with and associated with that woman. She's speaking on my behalf right now. Is that what you want? I'm going to say no. Next topic, Bruce Mitchell. Bruce Mitchell is a UFC fighter. I'm telling you, we're going to talk about everything on this shit. It's going to be just a grab bag of buffoonery and fuck tartary. Bruce Mitchell UFC was on Michael Bisping's podcast. And he had the answer that proves the earth is flat. Dude, that, that's, this is another thing. UFC I used to be into this shit. It used to be as sophisticated as human cockfights could be. It used to be not only entertaining, but there was mutual respect, except for like Tito and Chuck Liddell. Those guys seem to fucking hate each other. But there was a lot of mutual respect between fighters, and it was just like kind of the most barbaric kindness you could possibly see, if that makes any sense. But it has since went way off the rails. Honestly, since 2016, when everybody just 
got permission to say and do what they want, no matter how terrible the human they are, it became free speech. It's free speech for me to say, I fucking hate this class of people or this race or that. It just became acceptable. Like, yeah, constitution. I love it. But UFC fighters have became increasingly fucking dumb. And Bruce Mitchell is one of them who said the <laughs> earth is flat because when you see the footage from spaceships showing that the earth is round, it's because of the curved windshield, you dumb fucks. That's why the windshields on the spaceship are curved. Therefore, the earth looks like a circle. Bruce, <laughs> I got bad news for you, man. You are not almighty. You are all stupid. Holy shit. Back to the political thing. Uh, one of my notes here for the week, just say Biden and Trump are attacking each other on Twitter. Yeah, it's political season. It's ramping up. Biden's going to start talking some shit too, which again, is kind of embarrassing for a fucking 80 year old man to be on Twitter talking smack. It's just weird. Like now our old and wise folks are acting like young and dumb TikTokers, And it is a sight to behold again. I will slam Biden when need be because he does do some stupid shit as well. But those two attacking each other on Twitter is just yet another reminder for your folks that we're fucked. Super fucked. Old men arguing on social media. Fucking good times. Rudy Giuliani files for bankruptcy after losing his defamation lawsuit. Mm, America. Great place. Don't have the money when you fucked up file bankruptcy. It'll be fine. I don't know what the end result is here. I'm not a bankruptcy specialist, uh, but him filing bankruptcy is just kind of sad and pathetic and kind of completes the downfall of what once was America's mayor. Sad. Ramaswamy, Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, this is the guy that, uh, I've got weird opinions on. Like I almost think he's faking it. And if he could happen to get the, uh, vice president nod from Trump, then he could run for president after being vice president. It's a pretty good setup and it's a pretty smart play by Vivek. If I'm being honest, like he knows he's not going to win, but you get in there to become vice president. That's what this whole thing is about. At least for Vivek, uh, fucking Nikki Haley's got no chance at Trump selecting her, but Vivek uh, definitely is the guy that Trump could say, you know what? It's between Tucker Carlson, uh, Colby, whatever fucking guy that lost in the UFC, that fucking goofball MAGA guy and Vivek. And if they select Vivek or if he selects Vivek, that kind of sets him up a little bit, but Vivek is, I think he almost has the potential to become that vice president that runs the next time. And then when he gets elected, it turns out he was progressive the whole time. He's that shady. I almost think he's a Democrat in sheep's clothing. Almost. Cause he was a Democrat before he became a Republican. After getting rich, he became a Republican basically. But before he was super rich, I'm pretty sure he was a Democrat. And it wouldn't surprise me if he flipped the script on all of us and, and gave us the greatest show we've ever seen by faking his way to the top in a way that not even George Santos could have imagined doing. But he was at the Jake Paul fight the other day 
which caught me off guard. I don't know why it caught me off guard, but like he literally got in the ring with Jake Paul after Jake Paul won. And I guess Jake Paul made fun of a guy for voting for Biden. And again, folks, these are the folks that you uh, are aligned with Jake Paul. That's who you're aligned with. And I'm, I'm not trying to talk like massive smack about the guy. I don't know him. Um, for a long time, I thought it was just the showmanship kind of like the way I looked at Miley Cyrus whenever she was being a little edgy and crazy album sales. Alice Cooper, Marilyn Manson, edgy, crazy album sales. Alice Cooper turns out to be very normal and a kind-hearted man. Vivek pulling the old Alice Cooper. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I was definitely disappointed to see that he was aligned with Jake Paul. And, uh, you know, Jake Paul's an Ohio guy. I'm an Ohio guy. So I kind of was like halfway in his camp. Like, I kind of like to see this guy follow through and become a real boxer. And, and I saw him with the vague. I was like, I hope he gets knocked the fuck out next time he fights somebody. But it looks like that shit's staged anyways. At least that's some of the reporting saying that shit's staged. Shit's rigged. I don't know if that's true. Everybody says everything's rigged. Elections, football games, sports ball, all of it rigged. In positive news though, mortgage rates. Uh, I have seen them hit back at a 5% in some markets, and that was something that no one was even predicting, as even my mortgage rate is in the high sixes. Let's see that go down again. Getting a mortgage should not be more than rent these days, and rent is outrageous. We're diving deeper into last week with these next few and finals. Ruby Frank. Do you know who Ruby Frank is? Ruby Frank is a YouTube, was a YouTube host for parenting advice. And she was just sentenced to a lot of jail time. I don't remember exactly what it was, but she was found guilty of child abuse. And this is the world we live in. Yet again, another reminder, the world we fucking live in is where people online giving parenting advice that gain two and a half million subscribers who trust them are fucking up their children. Shit. Not only that, Moms for Liberty co-founder. Don't know if you saw this one, but uh, she's like a school board member something. She founded Moms for Liberty uh, who's highly against lesbian activity. Meanwhile, this woman's sleeping with a woman in her bed with her husband. Good times for them. No judgment, like none at all on that, but judgment on the hypocrisy. Yes, I will judge that last topic. Alex Jones is back on Twitter. Fuck you, Elon Musk. Thanks for listening to the show. We'll see you guys on the next. What happened this week?